0: Welcome to the Updated Teaching on the Heart of Healing. My name is Pastor Gail Kroc, and if you are listening to this message, to this teaching, then either you are in the middle of going through the Heart of Healing, or you're just starting that process, or you found the Updated Heart of Healing uh, teaching online on the podcast channel, and you're listening to it without a handout. I would also suggest that if you're listening, I would always suggest that if you're listening to this without a handout that you contact spiritual care consultants and we would be happy to send you a handout to go along with this teaching. The spiritual care phone number is 269-929-2901, or you can email me at Gale G-A-L-E at Spiritual Care Consultants. Dot com. So, I'm assuming, as I'm teaching this, that you have either the blue folder in front of you, or somebody mailed you a copy of the Heart of Healing Baby by email, and you're looking at that. So, I'm going to walk you through the blue folder that you would receive in the mail, or that you would get at Spiritual Care, and uh, I'm going to walk you through that as I teach the updated Heart of Healing. So, in the blue folder, if you open it up, On the left-hand side, in the pocket, on the left-hand side, you have the I Am card and you have the podcast channel card. And I would really suggest that you begin saying your I Am statements right away, every day, probably two to three times a day to prepare you for your sessions. And I would suggest that you go to the Heart of Healing handout and get the uh, podcast channel card. And our podcast channel can be found on... Anywhere you go, Amazon, Google, Spotify, so you can take it with you everywhere you go. And on the left-hand pocket, on the left-hand side, I have suggested podcasts to listen to. Obviously, you're listening to The Heart of Healing. And then there's two is The Power of True Identity, number 28. Three, Soul Slivers and Mental Health, that's episode 33, The Power of Forgiveness, That's episode four. Changing the way you think part one is 70. Changing the way you think part two is 71. And I would say skip to breaking the enemy's lies. Leave the inner healing prayer time podcast number 68 to the last because you have to be prepared for inner healing before you go through the process. So If you are going down this process and you are coming in for help, I want to tell you right away, it's going to be a battle. You're going to be tempted to quit. You're going to be tempted to give up. And I want to say to you right now, don't quit. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep pressing on. It's worth the fight and it's worth doing. And it's absolutely normal that when you start to go through your own healing process, it seems at times like everything starts falling apart. That's just the enemy's way to try to get you to give up. So you know what? I want to open this with prayer before we get into the heart of healing teaching, that God would be with you, that you would be touched by the presence of the Lord and empowered to go through this process. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that are going through the heart of healing process that you would be with them, that you would strengthen them, that you would give them the ability to keep going even when times get tough. Lord, I ask that you would bind the enemy that's attacking them in the name of Jesus. And I ask for peace of mind and peace in the mental health area. And I even ask for healing in the body in the name of Jesus. And even as I'm teaching this Heart of Healing update, that they would have an encounter with you in the middle of the teaching, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So where we start in the teaching of the heart of healing is this. I want you to just look at the page where you see the uh, the two hands in the shape of a heart. It says the heart of healing. Third John 1-2. Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. And I just want to stop here at this page because the heart of healing is built on a logic model. Let me share with you what I mean by that. You know, if you've been through trauma and you've had a lot of hard times happen to you, then you have feelings and emotions that could stand in the way of you going through the inner healing process. And we always ask at the beginning of the teaching of the heart of healing, that you set your painful emotions aside and think for a minute why logically it would pay to go through the inner healing process, why it would pay to listen to the teaching of the heart of healing, why it would pay to go through the whole process and not quit. Because at the end of it, you'll find yourself transformed into a new person more like the person God wanted you to be, not because the heart of healing is so great, but because I know who gave me the heart of healing, and it was Jesus, and it's God's heart to heal you. And I know maybe some of you might be thinking, oh, you don't know, that's gonna be a big job. Well, I serve a big God, so praise God for that. So let's open to the next page. So sitting in front of you, It says, forgiveness, logic, model. If you love me, you will obey my commandments, John 14, 15. Based on what is right, not on how you feel. You see, if you're the one unforgiving, you're the one in prison. The bars of your cell are bitterness, stress, anxiety, depression, shame, fear, anger, and it could be many other things. When you're unforgiving, all the garbage and junk is on your hook. God's hook is empty, and the person at the other side that you need to forgive, your unforgiveness isn't hurting him. It's only hurting you. So forgiveness does not mean what happened to you is okay. Forgiveness does not mean you let down your boundaries and let people run over you. What forgiveness means, you're choosing to take the person off your hook and put them on God's hook. True healing comes when you choose to forgive the person who hurt you. You must give it all to God. You might say, well, you don't understand how hard that is. Well, at first, when you're saying, God, I forgive, you're doing it out of an act of your will, not because you feel like it. Lord, Lord, as as you heal me, I forgive. Lord, help me to forgive. Lord, you know I want to be angry. You know I want to take revenge, but Lord... With your help, I let go and I forgive. So let's look at some other scriptures that really convince us that we should forgive. Now, the scriptures I'm about to read are also found in the right-hand pocket of your blue folder. So they're right there for you. So don't worry about taking notes. Just go to the right-hand side of the folder, pull out the handout, and you can follow along with me. Matthew 18, and I'm just going to summarize, says, if you don't forgive, you be turned over to the tormentors in your mind. Now, Matthew eighteen twenty one 21 through 35 is a story of the unmerciful servant. There was the guy that owed his master like tons of money, and the master forgave him. Then he turned around and grabbed the guy that owed him like a real small sum of money, and he said, I'm throwing you in jail. Because he couldn't pay. Well, when the master heard what he'd done, he threw the wicked servant back in jail and he said, because you did that, I'm throwing you in jail and turning you over to the tormentors. So you see, when you don't deal with unforgiveness, it'll turn into bitterness, it'll turn into torment eventually in your mind. So you wanna be able to let go and letting go isn't just a one-time thing. Letting go and asking God to help to forgive is a daily thing. Then it says in Ephesians 4, 26 or 27, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't give the devil a foothold. You see, so when we refuse to forgive, that gives the enemy the right to have a foothold in your life. He has a legal right, so you don't want that. Then Proverbs four twenty three says, above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. You know, we have to be careful. Our heart is like a well of water springing up. You know, I grew up in a town called Diamond Springs. There was a creek about three miles out of town called Silver Creek, and it was a spring-fed trout stream, and my brothers and I knew where to go back on the hill where there was these seven springs that bubbled up out of the ground and fed that creek day and night. When we would find those springs, we would get down on our hands and knees and drink out of the water. The water was fresh, cool, and clean, just the way God intended it to be. And that is the way your heart is supposed to be. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so it's the depression, the anxiety, and all that stuff that are the pollutants in your well. Job twenty-one twenty-five says, another dies of bitterness of soul, never enjoying anything good in life. So you know, unforgiveness, if left, unchecked, turns into bitterness. And the Bible says, be careful that a bitter root don't spring up and defile many. Luke 6:45. a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart or his soul. And the evil man brings up evil things out of the evil stored up in his soul. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you constantly have negative, 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 negative coming out of your mouth, it's a sign that you need healing in your soul. Proverbs twenty twenty two says, Do not say, I will pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord. He will avenge you. I often ask people, how much mercy do you want on the day of judgment? And everybody I know says, I want all the mercy I can get. So when you forgive, you are being merciful. So therefore you will obtain mercy. On the day of judgment, when you when we forgive, it initiates God's covenant of mercy back to us. Then another great scripture I love is John twenty twenty three. Now we're still on that page, the forgiveness logic model, but this scripture is amazing, and it says, "Whoever sins, you remit; they are remitted. Whoever sins, they re, you retain; they are retained." The word remit we don't use that anymore. We say forgive, but that particular word in the Greek language means to, to send it away. So when you're saying, God, I forgive, you're taking all the garbage, all the junk that you've had in your soul, and you're sending it to Jesus, and he is taking care of it. But if you say, I will not forgive you because you deserve to go to hell, then you retain all those negative emotions right there in your heart, right there in your spirit. Another great reason to forgive. So forgiveness winds up being a gift you give yourself. So the Philadelphia Cancer Society's put out a book called The Forgiveness Project, where they did a study with their cancer patients. They hired a chaplain to do three hours of forgiveness therapy with every cancer patient. And at the end of their study, they had an amazing finding. They found that there were several cases of the spontaneous uh, disappearing of cancer tumors. And they came to the conclusion, now they were very careful to say, they weren't saying unforgiveness causes cancer, but what they were saying was unforgiveness and poorly healed hurting events. Those two things have a great impact on sickness and disease. And so you forgiveness is a must, man. You want to walk around with a forgiving heart and you want to walk around in the peace of God because when we retain all that negative garbage in our hearts, it just releases chemicals within our body like cortisol and different things that are damaging that will hurt us in the long run. Now, I love Isaiah 118. The reason I love this scripture What the enemy tries to do to people that have had a a rough past as he tries to continue to keep reminding you of your sin that you're not forgiven. Well, the devil is a liar. Say it with me. The devil is a liar. Isaiah 118 says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white like wool. And it doesn't matter what you've done. The Bible says, Jesus washed my sins away, which means there isn't a sin that you have committed that if you're serious and you come to God and you ask for forgiveness, he will cleanse it, he will forgive it and put it away as if it never existed. Now, that doesn't mean that some sins don't have some consequences going forward, but the more we sow to righteousness, the more we will reap to righteousness. All right. That's the forgiveness logic model. Let's go to the next page. All right, on this page, you're looking at a cross with a circle in the middle of it. So we like to talk about the four key elements to forgiveness that are critical to understand for you to have freedom. The bar going up represents God. You know, so many times when bad things happen to good people, people blame God all the time and they have judgments against God, and they say, God, if that's what you're like, I want nothing to do with you. Well, here's the problem in the world today. God made the world with free choice. And because of free choice, there are times that bad things happen to good people. You know, God desires to heal you, and he desires to heal me, but our judgments can block his refreshing presence from coming into our life and healing us. Acts 3.19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so the times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. So God desires to release his presence upon you. But if you've been mad, angry, and holding judgments against God, you need to say, God, I'm sorry I misjudged you. I didn't understand you. Please forgive me for judging you. All right, the bar going out represents how we need to forgive others that have hurt us. Why? Because hurting people hurt people. Lord, forgive me for hurting others out of my own pain and hurt. And yet the circle represents two things. Out of my own hurt and pain to hurt others, I just talked about that. And then sometimes the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Have you ever done something and you said, oh, that I'm an idiot. I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. Well, very similar to what we do to God, we do to ourselves. We begin to hold judgments toward ourselves. And I am dumb. I am stupid. I'm an idiot is a false identity statement. And it's a lie because you're not dumb. You're not stupid. You're not an idiot. But if you begin to believe that, then what that'll do, a lie only has power if you believe it. And so the enemy's little key tactic he uses all the time, he will throw your past and your present to keep you from your future. So you want to get healed of the past so you can go on. So if the enemy can't stop you from being a Christian, the one thing that he will try to do is chain you with shame and condemnation. He will try to convince you that God hasn't forgiven you that you sh- And he tries to cover you in shame. Well, I want to set you free from that today. You know, there was a, a little elephant that walked in the circus all day long. He grew up in the circus. He was chained to a post and he walked in circles all day long, all day long. He walked in circles. Well, one day the master came and cut his chain off and took his shackles off. But the little elephant didn't believe he was ever free. He just kept walking in circles. That's what it's like for us who are believers. We've accepted Christ and Christ has given us freedom and he's forgiven us, but the enemy still has us convinced that we're not forgiven, that our sins are still there, but my Bible says my sins are washed away. I want to give you a couple of really amazing scriptures that you can write down that will help you. These scriptures are not in your handout, so you want to write them down. In Isaiah forty-three twenty-five. And Hebrews 8, 12 say the same thing, that when God forgives you, he forgets it. Now, it's not that God has holy amnesia, but the Bible says he chooses not to hold man's sins against them. Then I like Isaiah 38, 17. You will put all my sins behind your back. Oh, I love it. So, God wants you to know that you are forgiven, your sins are cleansed and washed away, and as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Psalm 103, verse 12. And so as you go forward, you just say, devil, I'm not walking in shame and condemnation no more. I am forgiven, not because you feel like it, but because God's word says so. And you know what? God is not a man that he should lie, and his word never changes, and his word is true. And you know, it says in Romans 8, 1, I love this scripture. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. Now, the way that reads in the original language is this in Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, period. So if you are in Christ, there is no more shame, there is no more condemnation, your sins are washed away, and God does not remember them anymore. They are washed away by the blood. Now, this is going to mean you're going to have to change your mindset. That neuroplasticity, that way of thinking that you have is going to have to change, And that is possible with Christ. Let's go to the next page. This page, the diagram looks like a bullseye. And it's also looked like peeling an onion. The Bible says that when the Israelites were going to take the land, God said to them, I will not give you the land all at once, but I will give it to you little by little. So God takes us in layers as it relates to healing, like peeling an onion. And so if you're going through spiritual care again because there's another layer to be taken off, it's okay. You didn't fail. That's part of the process. And so what we're going to do here, we are going to start right in the middle of that bullseye to the hernia event and the forgiveness and believe it or not, that's the easy part. What you're gonna ha- what's going to happen with every hurting event? We're going to pray the prayers of forgiveness, lay the feelings at the cross, and you're going to ask Jesus to come and take the pain out of the memory. And yes, it is all possible. So the hurting event and the forgiveness is the easy part. New pathways, new ways of thinking, that's where we will spend the majority of our time. Changing the way you think is critical Transforming your life, you will find that you're gotten in such a habit with some of the things you do, you do some of them without even thinking. The next ring is the oldest gone and the newest come, Second uh, Corinthians 5 17. And that actually reads in the Greek, the oldest passing away and the newest coming. Thank God, the newest coming, it's a process. Um, Philippians 1 6, being confident of this that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. And 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us that we are changed from glory into glory. So change and transformation is a process. And the whole goal is to get to freedom and abundant life. That last ring, John 10.10, the thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, The other goal is simply this, that you would be taught through the spiritual care process how to take care of your own healing, your own health and wellness on your own. And that is a key thing, you know. And so the thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. What's life? It's the atmosphere of heaven, man. And if you want true and you want true transformation, you need to go and have an encounter with Jesus. So every day we should be going to God for a fresh encounter with him because as I encounter him and he reveals himself to me in new ways, there is a natural transformation in my life. I don't want to live the way I used to live. Leviticus 20 verse 8, I love this scripture because if you've ever tried to live holy You're like, oh man, this is so hard to do it on my own. You just can't do it. And you know that the Hebrew word for holiness is Mekadesh, And it's in Leviticus 20 verse 8, which says, I am the Lord who makes you holy. And I'm like, when I read that one day, I said, wow, all my striving, all my hard work that has failed. And at the end of the day, he is the Lord that makes me Holy. Wow, that's incredible. Then what does God do in your day of pain? God gives you a promise in your today to get you into your tomorrow. Proverbs thirteen twelve: hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. If you have hope, you can draw off it like a tree of life. Joel two twenty I will give you back what you've lost. You know, the Bible says that God will repay you for all the years the locusts have eaten. And so God wants to make your misery eventually your ministry. I love what Kim Clement says. He is a uh, prophet that has passed away and gone to heaven. He had a statement and I loved it. And He said, I see you in the future, but you look much better than you do right now. And he was South African. So he would say, I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. I've always loved that. Our goal is not to see you in your today, but our goal is to see you in your tomorrow. What God created you to be and what God created you to do, you can get there. And I love Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. There's no baby in there. He heals the brokenhearted. So it's for you. Yes, you can be healed, and the thing that the Lord will do, he will take your pain out of the memory. Jesus is big enough to handle what you're going through. All you gotta do is hang on to his hand. Isaiah 41, 13 says, I, the Lord, will take your right hand and will walk with you. Let's go to the next page. Now the page you're looking at says, in Christ, I am statements. These are critical to your transformation. Now, at the highest level, all bad behavior comes out of a bad identity, a low self-esteem. And so if you tell somebody long enough, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, they're going to wind up believing it and then they're going to start acting stupid. Are they stupid? No, they have bought the lie. In the Proverbs 18.21 says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And there's a scripture that says, you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. And so, you say, well, why would I say the I am statements if I don't believe them? Well, you know what? You didn't believe the lie right away when it was told you. You kept hearing it. And then you started to repeat it internally. And then you started to act on it. So, what you got to pray as you say these I am statements, you need to say, Lord, give me a revelation of what it means that I am God's child. I am beautifully created. I am Christ's friend. I am accepted. I am clothed in his righteousness. I am sound-minded. I am an overcomer. I am forgiven. I am seated with Christ in heavenly realms. Let's go to the next page. I am complete in Christ. I am peaceful. I am free in Christ. I am free from all fear. I am Holy Spirit controlled. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am God's workmanship created for good works and I am confident to come before God in prayer and I am able to do all things through Christ. You need to pray, God, give me a revelation of what these mean. And you know what? Don't stop with 18 I am statements. Why don't you make some I am statements of your own up? Why don't you go through the word and and write down some more I, I am statements and renew your mind with them. Remember, I am statements are all about your identity, your identity, your identity, and your identity is key to walking in victory. Let's go to the next page. This page, the title at the top is Inner Healing. This is our inner healing prayer that you will be taken through with every hurting event, which you know eventually that we call them soul slivers. And so the first part of the prayer is we pray the prayers of forgiveness. Without forgiveness, you can't be free from the pain of the event. You know, a lot of people say to me, well, well, I've forgiven. I don't need to be healed. I don't need anything. There's a difference between forgiveness and healing. You can um, have gone through an event and and forgave everyone involved but still have pain there and I want to share with you about the inner healing process what the Lord did for me what what when I was writing this process what Jesus said to me he said, you know the cross was the perfect PTSD event if anyone was to be crucified and go through that process and survive it would really mess them up you know? First of all, Jesus was arrested unjustly. He was taken before Pilate. He was beaten, a crown of thorns on his head. I mean, big thorns. He was spit upon. He was hit in the face. Um, He was whipped and flesh was torn out of him. He was uh, made to carry his cross up the hill. Then they laid him on the cross. Then they put those nails on that hammer And you know that uh, the sound of a hammer hitting a nail would be very PTSD. And then uh, they slid that cross in the hole. That had to be painful. And then he hung there practically naked until he died. And that's when the Lord began to speak to me. And he said, you remember when I rose from the dead? And I go, yeah. And he goes, remember Thomas said, I'm not going to believe until I put my hands in his nail prints and in his side? And I go, yeah. And then he said, Remember when I appeared that day and I walked up to Thomas and I said, Put your hand in my side and in my finger, in my nails holes? I go, Yeah. And he said, It was at that point he said to me, I still had the memory of the crucifixion, but the pain was all gone and my wounds were healed. He said, That's what I want to do for people. I want their pain to be all gone. And even though they have the memory of it, it doesn't trigger them no more. The memory begins to be a testimony about what I have done for their life. And I said, Jesus, that's amazing. So that's my prayer for you, whatever you need inner healing from. God is big enough to meet your need. Just raise your hands right now. I'm gonna pray for you for your inner healing. Lord, I pray that you would prepare each client for inner healing. Lord, that your presence would come into the room right now, touching them, healing them, and transforming them and preparing them for what you're about to do. It's gonna be amazing, you know. And in the inner healing process, we, under the thoughts and the feelings, we lay down flashbacks, body memories. You know, we've had people that have been through the war and and we uh, lay at the cross, sight, sounds, smells, vibrations, think that they felt that it's been amazing as Jesus has come and take the pain out of the memory. In the last part of this, we get into the healing of the soul That's where we ask Jesus to come and take the pain out of your soul, and we wait for him. And then in the end, we ask God, every area where the enemy thought he had a right to have a hook in the soul, remove it, and give them a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. That part of the process is not as bad as what you think. When Jesus comes, it's amazing. When your pain leaves, it's amazing. Also, a lot of times during this process, God will begin to heal people physically physically, this will open the door to greater physical healing and mental well-being and a bunch of other things where the enemy has had you bound. Why? Because you're taking his legal rights away. All right, let's go to the next page. The next page is the teaching on the new pathways. That's pages seven and eight. Now, the new pathways are all about the renewal of your mind, the renewal of your mind. Say that over and over and. You want to listen to podcast 70 and 71, Changing the Way You Think, Part 1 and Part 2, and I will teach you all the way through the new pathways. These are key. You can start on this now to get this done and to go through this, and I would just encourage you, if you got a heart of healing and it's been sent to you in the mail and you're preparing to come in for your first session, start saying your I Am statements. Go through the teaching of the heart of healing and And just continue in that process and prepare yourself so that when you meet with your spiritual care team, you're already ahead of the game because you are doing the preparation work needed. And so I also want to encourage you to, not only to uh, listen to podcast 70 and 71, but to write out what each pathway means to you. How do you apply it for your life? And then I want to say this, after the teaching of the New Pathways, after you go through the inner healing process, the spiritual care process, we have a three-year follow-up process by the phone, telephonically, where we want to continue to walk with you and help you. And I also want to encourage you, look, the podcast channel, use that channel to renew your mind. There are so many titles that you could listen to that could really be a help. Visit our website, spiritualcareconsultants.com. Visit our media site, seasoncathealingbegins.com And check out the videos, check out the radio show we have. All that kind of stuff is available now to help you. So I want to thank you for joining me for the teaching Of the heart of healing. And I wanna say, God bless you. Run the race, fight the good fight, never give up. Remember, this is the first day of a whole new beginning of your life. So, what I mean by that is, you're gonna develop a new rhythm and a new way to walk with God and to walk in healing that will transform you into the person God created you to be. Remember the words of Prophet Kim Clement I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. Lord, you love them so much. You care about them so much. And I pray for supernatural divine healing in their memories and their emotions, but I also pray for healing of the mind. I also pray for healing of the body, that you would touch them, and take pain away, and that your presence would flood their room every day. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Thank you for listening to the teaching of the Heart of Healing.